Hello, my fellow humans. I hope everyone is doing fantastic today. Happy Tuesday. Today I want to jump in and I want to talk about fear. And I don't mean like fear of spiders or fear of walking to the edge of a cliff and jumping off or fear of flying or whatever other types of fears are out there. I want to talk today about things that we are holding back from doing or things that we um, unconsciously do out of fear that are keeping us from leading an authentic and whole beautiful life. I thought this is a great subject because 2019 is coming our way and um, everyone's talking or thinking, maybe not talking yet, but thinking about their New Year's resolution or the things that they want to finally accomplish in 2019. But this is the issue, all right? There's all these goals and there's all these dreams that we have, but you're never going to get, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but you're never going to get to the point of being able to really get those goals going, um, at all or as quickly as if you were to sit down and really analyze your fears and what has kept you back from running forward to actually accomplishing those goals. Because what it is, is a lot of times these goals that we have, if you really sit back and you're honest with yourself, a lot of times these goals that we have are goals that you have had for years. And somehow in the mix of it all, or an excuse or a fear has come into play where that goal or that dream that you've always dreamed of is constantly thrown in the back burner or constantly procrastinated on or constantly never quite accomplished to the point where you're fully satisfied with it. And a lot of it comes from fear. So I kind of feel if we were to break it down for you guys, I have maybe six, seven, or eight, I'm not really sure, uh, different types of fears. And um, once you can kind of laser focus on maybe what your fears are and really have an honest conversation with yourself, I really think that you'll be able to be more conscious of it in your life and be able to kind of squash it a little bit. Now, after I talk about those fears and you can kind of relate to a few of them and see where your, um, I guess, uh, hold up is or why you've been held back, then I have a couple of ways or a couple of things that you can do to overcome those things. So a couple of like tricks, uh, tips on how to um, get over those hurdles. So let's just jump right in. Um, the first one is you find yourself striving in vain for an impossible to achieve standard of perfection. Now, some people, and I know of people like this, have this to the extreme where they can't even start a project. And I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, but you're such an extreme perfectionist that you can't even start a project in fear of not being able to accomplish it to the perfection or to the height that is up to your standard or what you are um, visualizing as being attainable. Now, I don't really have this issue, um, but it is something that definitely, I like me as a person, I don't really have this with outside things. Like I'm not a perfectionist with my desk or with my clothing or with, you know, some people are crazy like that. But I do have this issue with me, myself as a person. I'm constantly striving for goodness, constantly striving for perfection. And what this, what this issue could actually wind up doing or why it's holding you back in your life pertaining to outside things is you're constantly putting things aside or constantly procrastinating on things because your level of expectancy is almost unattainable. And that's not to be negative, that's to be more realistic. So maybe if that's an issue that you're striving or that you're 
um, having an issue with sitting back and kind of pulling yourself out of that mindset and kind of looking in at the possible again not trying to hurt anyone's feelings here but the possible like ridiculousness to try to hit that level of perfection instead of just getting it done can a lot of times propel you forward so much faster for instance if it's you know when you clean your floors you want to make sure that it's sparkling amazingly all the furniture is moved out and you can't clean your floor unless you do it absolutely perfectly. But then time gets in the way and you don't have the time to do it. So then instead of just doing it quickly, right? Around the furniture, you know, once a week or whatever it is, then you never do it. And then it gets to the point where your floors are so nasty. And I know some of us know people like this where you walk into their home and then you leave their home and the bottoms of your feet are absolutely black and nasty, because, especially here in Florida, because instead of just doing a quick wash and just being okay with a quick wash, they're wanting to do it to, to like the extreme so then they never do it. So it's, it's always important to kind of sit back and think to yourself, Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes just getting it done to the capacity that you're able to do it at that moment is better than waiting so long to do it perfectly and then it kind of gets kind of gross. And that's just an example is the floor, but that can be everything. That could be so many different things. That could be with work. That could be with projects. That could be with spending time with your family, right? The only way that I want to spend time with my family is if we can go on like a long vacation together and everything's perfect and everything's lined up and the hotel is booked and the car is booked and the, and all of the activities are set out and everything has to be absolutely perfect. But to get to that point, time gets in the way. You can never get a week off. Um, everything's booked. There's all of this stuff. But what if it was just to go to the park? What if it was just to go grab some pizza? What if it was just a one-day weekend, just a Saturday in a small, you know, in a, in a city or in a small town or renting out an Airbnb? To spend time with the family so instead of waiting years and years like I know people that just wait here because they're just waiting for perfection they're waiting for the perfect moment and the perfect moment never comes when they could have just been doing little tiny things with their family all along and see then that creates a snowball effect which we're not going to get into that with the family but I'm sure you can kind of picture where that could possibly go if somebody was procrastinating something like that for so long because they want everything to be absolutely perfect. You hear that all the time with people that are trying to get engaged, people that are possibly wanting to have kids. It's never a perfect time. That's what you always hear when you talk to these parents or these people that were married. It's never a perfect time. You can't wait for the perfect time to propose. You can't wait for the perfect time to have the wedding. You can't wait for the perfect time to have a child because there's always something. There's always a new job. There's always a, maybe I'm going to lose my job. There's always a transition of moving or a transition of, of, of something that's going on that's going to keep you from, from really getting to those goals. So procrastination, right? We just kind of led that in to procrastination. That's when procrastination starts to happen. And that is the number one component, I think, of fear. If you are finding yourself constantly procrastinating on um, issues that are important to you, you kind of got to have a little bit of reflection. You kind of have to kind of step out of yourself. This is one thing that I really have, that I'm really proud of myself for, and that I've really honed in on a, as a person, is I've become really, really good at, I guess, setting my ego down and taking a step back away from myself, almost like away from my mind, 
and coming from another person's perspective. So like if another person was looking at the situation, what would they say? And kind of coming in from that person's perspective, perspective, because a lot of times our ego or our thoughts or um, who we are as a person, our identity is being, um, and that could even be happening right now while I'm talking to you during this podcast, you know, some sort of excuses. There's always excuses as to why you're doing what you're doing. Instead of being um, upfront and honest and real with yourself as to why the procrastination is happening, just be real with yourself and figure out what the real issue is and continue to ask yourself what, what is keeping you from doing this? What is in the way? What can we do to overcome the hurdle? And just continue to ask yourself what over and over and over again regarding that one goal and regarding why you continue to procrastinate it and what will happen eventually is you will get to a point at the end, and I honestly recommend you doing that and even writing it down on some sort of a, a, a legal pad of some sort where you're actually breaking down what the issue, this is your life. This is your life that you're dealing with. And there are so many gorgeous things happening in your mind so many goals, so many dreams that are constantly burning and then turning in your mind because instead of becoming focused on something, you're letting things get in the way. And a lot of times when you really, really break it down, you'll realize that it's because you're afraid. It's because of fear. And I know this from a personal personal um, um, is it aspect personal personally let's just say that personally because I've done this so many times and when I really break it down and I really write it down I start to realize that it is because of fear afraid of failure afraid to let people down afraid that um, there is things in our lives that are people in our lives that are going to judge us, people in our lives that are going to make us feel bad, people in our lives that might not make us feel good about our decisions. And we allow that to uh, halt us or to um, even sometimes stop us completely in our tracks, which I've done that before also. Uh, because we don't want to upset anybody, because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, because people are counting on us, because people are expecting us to, to be a certain way or to look a certain way or to sound a certain way. And they put us in this little pretty box and, and with a little bow on top. But we don't want to be a pretty little box with a bow on top. You know, we want to be, you know, this beautiful, gorgeous, creative individual that has, you know, nothing like nothing like a box and um you know and and the fear of you know having a conversation with that person and uh and really being real with that person is a lot of times really really hard to do and that's when procrastination really starts to kick in um another one is the fact of settling if you found yourself settling settling uh with your finances at your job um, settling in a home, settling with a spouse, settling with um, the relationship you have with your children, settling with your grades at school, settling with, there's so many things. Where in your life, the, again, you have to be having real conversations with yourself, real conversations with yourself. And honestly, while you're listening to this, I, I almost encourage you to pause if you're listening to this after if you're listening to it live i don't think you can pause but um pause and reflect really reflect on areas that you are feeling aren't a hundred percent 
So where in your life do you feel like you've settled? Where in your life are you feeling comfortable? Where in your life do you feel like you could be doing better? And then why haven't you, right? So if it's a relationship with your children, maybe it's uh, an argumentative relationship, or maybe it's a non-existent relationship. What is keeping you from bringing that back together again? What is keeping you from repairing that relationship? Now there's always reasons, right? And that's where procrastination comes in. But why is there procrastination? Okay, so if you know that you should be spending quality time with your child, and I, oh, this is like a huge subject for me, and I, I could get very emotional over this subject, I'm gonna try not to. But so I'm going to keep it uh, non-personal here. But, you know, as your child grows up, my child is 14 right now, the relationship starts to alter and it starts to change. And the plain Legos on the coffee table for hours and hours and hours whew, no longer exists. And instead of settling, right, they want to spend time with their friends, they want to spend time on social media, they want to spend time um, doing other things besides hanging out with you as much. And instead of sitting back and saying, oh, you know, that's what they want now, apparently, you know, and sitting back and allowing it to be that way, honest effort has to go in as a parent to make sure that the relationship stays solid. So taking time to go into his room and spend quality time with him, pulling him away from things that he would rather be doing and having him go for a walk or go for a run or go to the gym or go to the grocery store becomes so much more important because what can happen is you can actually very easily as your children get older you can very easily be pulled away um or can almost sever a relationship because you're almost taking offense to their behavior but you have to make honest um like strides towards keeping that relationship solid and sometimes it feels weird and sometimes there is a fear, a fear of upsetting, a fear of not looking um, like a cool mom, a fear of uh, what is he going to think, a fear of, you know, is he going to be in a bad mood, whatever it is. But see, being able to kind of step back and say, okay, what is most important here? Most important is quality time with my child. So he's not so into that anymore because of the age. So what do I do? Am I going to sit back and say, oh, he doesn't want to anymore. So that's it. And then allow the relationship to kind of spread. Or I'm, am I going to take honest effort to make sure that stays together? So we might not be able to do like, you know, all day picnics anymore, you know, at the park and the playground and play Frisbee for an entire Saturday anymore because he has other things that he's doing and other endeavors that he has. But that doesn't mean that I can't go into his room for 20 minutes and sit down and have quality time with him. So again, that's where that comes from. So the procrastination will come in because you'll keep putting it off. You'll say, well, I don't want to spend time with him in little tiny increments, I want a whole day with him, but he's busy and then you're busy and then he's busy and then you're busy and then there's time and then the house needs to be cleaned and then there's a job and then you have to work late and then you have to go to the gym and there's so many things that's going to get in the way with that. But instead, taking the time to just spend 10 or 20 minutes in his room, take a half an hour to walk around the block. There's little, tiny, little, tiny, itty bitty things that you can be doing to make sure that that relationship stays solid and that you're not settling for a less than superb relationship. So you can use that with your spouse, same. Spending time with your spouse, stuff gets in the way. 
you have your own lives that you're dealing with, but then you start to feel like the relationship is falling apart. You start to feel as if you're not spending as much quality time with your spouse, but then the same things happen. Like a husband will start to feel that, but then he'll say, well, I want to wait until I can take her to a nice dinner and a nice play afterwards, but there's never enough time. But what you could have done is you could have just spent 20 minutes before bed cuddling up. You could have just spent time in the kitchen holding her. You could have just asked her to go for a walk around the block and hold her hand and let her talk. See, there's little tiny things that you could be doing in order to make sure that your relationship isn't falling below the mediocre line and make it extraordinary just by taking the extra time. But what happens is fear happens. And we don't want to upset her. We don't want to um, crowd her. We don't want to disturb her. Uh, we don't want to put too much on her plate because she's already got so much going on. She has so much going on. She's taking the care. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's going to the gym. She's trying to look good. She's trying to cook. And I don't want to interrupt that. She has her own agenda, her own thing going on. I don't want to upset her. It's fear-based. But what about if there was an actual conversation that happened? What if you sat down with her and said, hey, listen, I feel like we're kind of like at a miss here. I want to spend some more time with you. I know we don't have time to actually do like a whole date night, but can we go for a walk later on tonight? Can we talk later on tonight? Um, and, and it's getting over those hurdles or getting over the fear of frustrating or the fear of what she's going to say or the fear of even looking like... Um, like for a guy, the fear of looking anything other than like strong and I don't give a crap. You know, that's a real fear also. Having that conversation with your woman, is she going to think of you differently after having a conversation like that? So all based on fear. So you want to make sure that you're not settling. Really take a dive into your life. Look at all of the aspects of it and see if there's anywhere that you are settling. The other one is let your, you say yes when you mean no. So this is being afraid to disappoint people. This is being afraid of uh, rejection. Um, it's all fear-based. It's all people-pleasing. This was huge for me. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts. Um, this is a huge one for me. Um, and it's awkward for me right now. I'm still in the learning phases of making sure that I'm being authentic to myself as a person and making sure that the um, things that I do for other people I'm doing because I actually want to be doing it. Not because I'm fearful of them loving me less or feel fearful of them um, disliking me or being mad at me and I'm kind of like honing in on or, or almost being more observant of the reactions I'm getting and it's totally awkward for me um, if you were to ask the people that are kind of intimate you know in my immediate circle and the you know when I'm literally saying no thank you or literally saying like hey can't do that I'm coming off awkward sometimes because I'm so used to always being the yes girl. You mean to do this? Yes. You mean to go there? Yes. So much so that my life was being pulled in so many different directions and I had no time for myself. You know, this huge side hustle, all these dreams that I have of, of, of owning and having my own, you know, self-development uh, community was put aside so many times because my life was being pulled by so many other people. I always felt like I had to be the one. I had to be the one always and it's draining and it's not necessary. Anyone in your life who is abusing power or making you feel as if you constantly need to be, them, to be there for them or else is not a friend is not someone that you should have a personal or intimate relationship with. That's detrimental to you as a person. 
It's detrimental to your emotional and your mental health. And it's just impossible to ever reach like the lifestyle that you want to be having as a person. So where in your life are you saying yes to people when you actually want to be saying no? Take a step back again. Take a step back and really, really examine your life. Now, I'm not saying to be like a total brat, you know, and, and to scold people, but have a conversation with people. Stand up for your time. Stand up for your effort. Now, the interesting thing about this and fear, right, is there's actually the opposite. There's also you say no when you actually mean yes. Interesting, right? When you're afraid, you're unlikely to take risks. You'll feel they're yearning to start your own business, to date your dream girl, to go on one of your bucket list trips, to have a baby, to go back to school. All things that you may want to say yes to, but you say no out of fear, right? It's like with having a baby. This is a huge one with couples. And I've actually been involved in relationships where this is an honest issue with people. When is a good time to have a baby? Not making enough money. Not sure about your job. Not sure about her job. Living conditions. There's so many things. Now, obviously, there's obvious things, you know, when not to have a baby. I mean, if there's honest, like, things going on. But in general, right, where you're both working, you have a home, things are good, but you're waiting for everything to be perfect, which is what we were just talking about. That perfection that you're waiting for is never going to come. There's always something. There's always something. So you say no when you actually mean yes. Where in your life are there areas where you want to be doing something so bad, but something is getting in your way? What is the something that's getting in your way? How do you fix that something? Is it really an excuse? Are you procrastinating? Why are you procrastinating? What is the fear? If the fear is not enough money or not certain about my job, okay, that's when you need to write things down. Obviously, you have a spouse, you're looking for a baby. Have an honest, open, truthful conversation about finances. How much do you need to save in the bank in order to feel comfortable? And start working towards whatever those issues are to kind of subside the fear and have a goal. But all of this comes from real, honest communication. A huge one that I see in today's society is numbing yourself. Alcohol, drugs, sex addiction, television, excessive busyness, procrastination goes along with that. You find yourself wrapped up, wrapped up in things. What are the things? What are your things? Your vices almost. What are the things? that you are grabbing onto or gravitating towards that are unhealthy for you in order to numb yourself. Being a zombie in front of the TV, numbing your mind. What are you running from? What are you fearful of? Why are you procrastinating? Again, 
having an open, honest conversation with yourself. If you are in a, at a point in your life where you feel in your mind that you should be striving, not everyone has this. If you have this, if you have this where you sit while you're driving in silence and you have stuff in your mind, dreams and desires, those dreams and those desires are in your mind in your heart because they're supposed to be there. And the reason they're supposed to be there is because that is the stuff that you were meant to do. Why are you not doing it? Not everyone has this. There are literally people that are totally 100% content with a less than mediocre life they're content with sitting and watching reruns of Jerry Springer and whatever other shows there are on television. They have nothing going on up here. A complete zombie. They go to work if they go to work. They come home and eat and they watch TV and then they go to work and then they go to sleep and then they watch TV and then they go to, and there's absolutely nothing else that they do and they're totally fine with that. There are people in this world that are like that. Blank. Are you blank? I have a feeling that if you even just glimpsed at this video or this podcast or clicked on it for just a minute, you clicked on it or stopped on it because of the title, which means you're not empty because emptiness would have gone to cat videos. Emptiness would have gone to videos with dogs that don't know how to fetch emptiness would have gone to TikTok reviews for those of you that are millennials. See, you stopped on this video. There's something up here. What do you have? What are the things? What are the things that you want so bad you can taste them? And why are you sitting in front of the TV like a zombie instead of coming up with a game plan? Why? Why are you procrastinating? Why are you choosing alcohol? Why are you choosing drugs? Why are you choosing to pick up a partner, a woman or a man every weekend? in order to numb your mind from the things that you want? Why are you choosing to be excessively busy? You know, I've watched these, um, these shows, I don't know what they're called, but people who are like excessively clean, where they like clean their stove like five times a day, and then you find out that they never even used the stove but they're like so proud they have all, look it up on YouTube. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. These people clean their homes like four or five times a day. When I say clean, I don't mean like the clean I was just talking about where you just wipe everything down. They literally clean from top to bottom, every crevice, every, every, everything multiple times a day. Why? See, that is a procrastination. They have things. They have things. They have so many things that they want to be doing. And they're choosing to make cleanliness such a priority. It's such a priority. As an excuse for not living up to their potential. And that's all it is. That's all it is. And we, there's so many people, right? Why are you working on your car for hours? 
right? Deciding to take a bath instead of working on your stuff, on your dreams. Like just when you're about to sit down, you're like, I'm going to start. So today when I get home, I'm going to start working on coming up with a plan. And then you get home, you're like, oh, let me go for a run really fast. Let me take a bath really fast. You come home, you're like, oh, you know what? Let me make chocolate chip cookies. We haven't had chocolate chip cookies in a really long time. I'm going to make chocolate chip cookies. And you procrastinate. You throw something else in front of it. And you use it as an excuse that it's so important. Instead of concentrating on what you're actually supposed to be concentrating on. So many people do this. And it is your responsibility as a human who's trying to reach his or her potential. It's your responsibility to have some self-talk, to be really honest with yourself and force yourself to sit down, write out your plan and your dreams and your goals and refuse to let fear get in the way. Becoming a control freak. Wanting to control every single thing, every aspect of your life. To take on more. Right? You have to do everything. I did an amazing podcast when I first started this. I'll link it below. It's on time management. See, people that don't know how to delegate are a lot of times also fear-based. They say, which is true because I totally get it, nobody else can do the job as I can. I do the job the best. Nobody can do it as well as I do. So then what happens is they're all on a pedestal, and I get this because I was that person. I was the person on the pedestal, and I could do everything. But then what happens is then there's no time for yourself. There's no time to pursue. There's no time to grow because you find yourself doing everything. Like, I'm the only one that can staple. I'm the best stapler here. So I also have to staple all the papers. And I'm the only one that knows how to put the copy on the copy machine just perfectly to make the copies perfect. Instead of delegating those simple tasks, tasks like stapling and making copies to somebody else so that I can take that half hour or that hour building and creating and manipulating my world to give me what I want. Learn to delegate. Stop trying to control every single aspect of your life or your partner's life or your children's life. Allow them to do. Delegate them to do so that you have more time for your dreams. Really think about that. Why are you trying to do everything? What are you hiding from? What are you feel fearful of? Are you fearful that if you have extra time, you're actually going to have to start working on that dream and then you have no more excuses? Are you afraid of that? That is an honest to God fear. An honest truth. And it's time to really get real with yourself. Release, release some of those things that you are putting on yourself that have to be done by you and allow yourself to sit, allow your brain to create. How badly do you want if it's to lose weight? Right? You come home, you're like, oh, I got to do this and I had to do this and I had to do this and I had to do this. Well, why can't your child do the dishes and do the vacuuming? And why can't your, your spouse do the laundry so that you can take 45 minutes to go for a walk or go for a run or go do weights or go to the gym? But see, instead what you're doing is you're coming home and you're doing the dishes and you're doing the vacuuming and you're doing the laundry. Purposely, 
because you're fearful. Do you understand that? Really, really be honest. Think and look and laugh. Laugh at how ridiculous we are as humans. The excuses we put in place. The procrastination that we put in place. To keep us running from what we honestly want. It's honestly quite humorous if you really think about it. Another one is um, not speaking up. Fear. Wanting a raise. Not speaking up. Needing more attention from your spouse. Not speaking up. Needing more attention from your kids or more quality time with your kids. Not speaking up. All fearful. You're settling. Again, it's a circle. Watch. Watch how this is unraveling. You need to speak up for the things that you want. Have a conversation. They say, and I've said this so many times, that... <clears throat> The life that you want is directly related to the amount of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have. The more uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have, the more honest relationships you're willing to have, the more exquisite and extraordinary your life will be. But are you willing to have those conversations? Are you willing to get uncomfortable? Are you willing to put the other person in an uncomfortable spot? Are you willing to have a mature conversation? That's another one. There's a difference between having a screaming match for an hour to get your point across or having a mature conversation. Fear-based. What type of relationship are you looking to have? Another one is you get sick a lot. All of this fear and all of this procrastination actually causes stress. And stress causes your immune system to go down, which causes you to be sick. It's a huge, vicious circle over and over and over and over again. See how all of these points relate. Procrastination. Settling for a less than mediocre life. Silencing yourself. Not having uncomfortable conversations. Trying to control the entire world so that you can have an excuse as to why your dreams were never... You know what that reminded me of? Reminds me of this episode on I Love Raymond. I used to love I Love Raymond growing up. And there was this episode where Raymond has this epiphany. I don't remember what his wife's name is, but his wife is kind of a control freak. Like she likes to have everything nice and everything perfect. And she's always running around and she, they got a ton of kids and the house and cleanliness and all this stuff. And he, he all of a sudden has an epiphany. He's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I've just realized that you like to do everything. You like to do everything and it be in control of everything so that you can use it as an excuse. I just remembered that. It is a real thing. And, and some of you out there have this where you're trying to control every aspect of your life and your partner's life and your children's life in order to waste time. But it's having that conversation with yourself and sitting back and saying, why am I doing this? What am I running from? 
What am I fearful of? And that's between you and your world. I can't do it for you. So you have to figure that out. So those were some of the some of the things, right? And I hope that you guys at a point paused every once in a while and really honed in on your world and your universe. And where you're at as a human. On the level, below mediocre, mere mediocre, extraordinary, where are you? And why are you there? Where do you want to be and how do you get there? So one of the things that you can do is focus on what you appreciate. Start to find gratitude. And I talk about this a lot in my podcast. Find gratitude with the world that you are in right now. Right now where you sit, what are you grateful for? I joke a lot about when people ask me how I am. Like, hey, what's up? How are you? Like the passerbys, like, hey, what's up? How are you? I always say I'm fantastic. I'm doing amazing. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. And like 9 out of 10 people will be like, oh my God, really? What happened? What's going on? That's the best response I've ever heard. What's going on in your life? What's so fantastic? And I always say the same thing. I always say I'm alive. Why is everyone not fantastic? Like you're freaking alive. There's people on the planet today that did not wake up. They literally went to bed and then did not wake up. That's like a real statistic every day. Nighttime came and they didn't wake up. You woke up. Why are you not excited about the fact that you woke up? You're breathing and you're walking and you have the ability to smile. You have the ability to frown. You have the ability to complain. And you also have the ability to be happy. And you have the ability to smile. Why are you not choosing the latter two? What is going on in your life that's so bad that it's worse than death? What is it? What is worse than death when you really sit down and think about it? There are things that are bad, and I'm not taking away from that. But if you had an honest conversation with yourself, is it worse than death? Every day, find something to be grateful for. I had a bunch of greens in my refrigerator. I was able to make this gorgeous tasting green smoothie. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for the fact that I was able to take a shower last night and I'm having a fairly good hair day, kind of. I'm grateful for the fact that it rained last night because that means that the grass and the trees are gonna be so much greener. See, some people will wake up. I have curly hair, so girls like me will say this. And they'll walk outside with the humidity and they'll say, ugh, my hair, which I've done that before. Or why can't we walk outside and say, thank goodness it rained because now our world is so much greener today than it was yesterday. It's all your perspective. Find gratitude in your life. Find things to be ecstatic about. And what will happen is as you learn to appreciate the world, the world will give back to you automatically. It just automatically happens. And to test this, I dare you to be awesome today. Just be awesome today. Like go above and beyond and be absolutely awesome today to everyone you meet. Say hello to everyone you meet. Smile to everyone you meet. 
and like be above and beyond just as a game and automatically the world will be better to you it'll just happen all by itself it's the craziest thing but what will happen is as you become more awesome your world becomes more awesome and you be build your confidence your confidence gets stronger and as you become more confident your fear subsides and that's when you can actually start to focus on your goals and your dreams that you're trying to accomplish in your world the other thing is meditation this is one thing that I probably did consistently for probably about two years when I first got down to Florida. It's so, so important to find silence in your world. Creativity is born when your mind can think. Allow your mind to think and to create. If you can't meditate like the, the generic, I guess, where you sit on the floor Indian style and close your eyes, you can meditate in the car. You can meditate at the doctor's office. You can meditate at work in front of your computer screen with your eyes closed. Give yourself a good solid 10, 15, 20 minutes in silence and focus on some real dreams. Those things that come up sometimes that you keep shoving down because you don't have the time because you keep making up excuses. What are those things? Allow your mind to expand. Another one is to find people that are like-minded. People who are also chasing their dreams. Find a meetup group. Find a community. There's things on social media. There's things in real life. Check your library. There's always people, mastermind groups, where individuals are trying their darndest to overcome fear and push themselves to the limit. A lot of times it's just finding people like that in order to push you or challenge you. And I honestly use that a lot. I use other people to push me. I see what they're doing. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. If they can do what I can do it. And it forces me. It's kind of like when you're at the gym. You ever do that? You're at the gym and you're like running a good pace. You're like, yeah, I got this. I got this. You're running at like maybe a six. Like, I got this. You're jogging, feeling good. You got some sweat going on. And then someone gets on beside you and they're at like a seven. And you're like, fuck. So you raise yours to a seven. You're jogging. Feeling a little bit fatigued. And then they raise theirs up to a ten. You can't let them outrun you. Because it has now become a race. So you put yours up to eight. You're acting like chill. Like, this is my normal routine that I normally do. Then you raise it up to a nine. Running faster. Then you raise it up to a 10. And then you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, this is freaking fast. This is so fast. And normally if you were by yourself, you'd get to the 10 or whatever it was. You'd be like, oh, hell no. Too fast. Bring it back down to a 7. Oh my God. But since the guy's running next to you at a 10, you're like, this guy is not beating me at this race. I got this. If he can do it, I can do it. And you'll run a thousand times longer at 10 with someone running next to you. They don't even know 
Well, they might know because it's like a thing. But they don't even know that you're racing them. You'll run way longer if you run next to somebody who's sprinting than you would if you were all by yourself. And the moment that you really are honest with yourself about that, the more strategic you are, strategic you are as an individual in learning to manipulate your own mind, the more powerful you become. Because this, my friends, is the key. See, when I go to the gym, I purposely, purposely, like I got my mile up so fast at certain times in my life because I would purposely run next to somebody who was like serious about running. Because I knew that I didn't want to look like a fool in my own head. Because everyone always thinks that everyone's watching them. No one's watching you. Only you're watching you. Because what's happening is the guy's actually also thinking about himself. Who knows? The guy next to you, this is what's so crazy. The guy next to you probably only meant to sprint at number 10 for 30 seconds and then was going to bring it back down to a 7. But what happened is you brought yours up to a 10 because you're trying to compete with him and now he's thinking, oh, hell no. This freaking person's not going to beat me. So instead of his 30-second sprint, now turned into a three-minute freaking fast racing running marathon. And he's probably all up in his head thinking, oh my God, this is so fast. And it's a circle. And then both of you guys are pushing each other without even knowing it. And that's why it's so important to have people in your life that are very much like you. To keep you from procrastinating. To keep you from making excuses. To holding you accountable. Whether they do or whether they don't. But if their approval matters to you, which we're all like that, it will actually push you to a point to a focus, to a dream that you may have never accomplished if you had never met that person or never met that group. That's why joining a running group or joining a, a cycling group or doing meetups with yoga on the beach or whatever your thing is, is so important when it comes to physical fitness. Going to a gym could be important. Because logically, we always want to make sure when you're there, you're looking at the pretty bodies and you're like, you'd be nice to look like that. So you force yourself or you push yourself a little bit more than you would have. And that's how you kind of learn to manipulate your own mind. Be very aware of how your mind works. And sometimes you have to trick it a little. And the more self-aware and the more in tune you are, the more powerful you become as a human being. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So listen, the first thing, more than any of this, is making sure that you are Honing in on what your fears are. Which one were yours? Which ones are the strongest? And work on combat, com, combating those. How do you disintegrate those? Be real with yourself. Have a conversation with yourself and start writing your stuff down. Write yourself a letter. I can't, I cannot tell you how many times 
just writing stuff down has helped me. And what's so amazing about that is being able to go back. Like I have so many things that I've written down and it's crazy. One of the things that I also do is in my computer under notes, I have some, I, last night I was going through my old notes from like 2016, like two years ago. And it's crazy the stuff that I was writing about back then, I'm now freaking doing without even like realizing it. Cause it's a focus. It's baffling and it's powerful. But see, if they're fleeting thoughts, they just come and go. But when you start documenting your dreams and your goals and your fears and what you want out of a relationship with your spouse and your children and your health and your body, it becomes more real. And the more that you write it down and the more detailed you get as the years go on, it will start to penetrate your subconscious mind more and more and more. And then before you know it, you are becoming someone that you always dreamed of. And the way that you can mark the success is going back, going back to the things that were written down. Take your life seriously. You are alive and you are well and you are healthy. Focus. Be true to you. It's so, so important, my friends. It's so, so important. Anyways, um, I hope everyone had a... Um, or has a fantastic Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining me here. Um, I am changing my branding a little bit um, coming up. You're going to see some changes with my social media. I have a new website going up. Some really, really awesome new things. Um, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, my name is Sabrina Victoria. Thank you so much for joining me here. And... Um, have a fantastic day. Um, turning off my phone. I am enjoying, enjoying a beautiful green smoothie. Mm. I'll tell you what it has in it because everyone always asks. They're always different. But today's is celery. Um, probably like a half of... A half of like a whole you know it comes in like a big thing in the back probably half of that um, two huge kiwis one apple and a bunch of spinach that's why it's so dark green so beautiful oh my god it tastes so good mmm it's always important to get your greens in guys and girls you got to get your greens in. And that's the way that I predominantly do it. I don't eat like a bunch of salads. Um, <clears throat> I do go through phases where I love me some salads. Right now I'm in love with the salad dressing that my boyfriend and I found probably, I don't even know, a month ago. And I think we've honestly gone through maybe four bottles of it in probably four weeks <laughs> it's so good and i love it because it is dairy free dairy free um like a creamy dill salad dressing um absolutely delish uh but anyways i am here to talk about fear today i'm actually running my podcast so i thought it'd be great to have you guys join me again today I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. This is an amazing subject because I think a lot of people don't really acknowledge the fact that they are running a life filled or based or um, 
I guess, running from fear. And I kind of want to break it down for you guys so you can, guys can kind of visualize or focus a little bit more on your areas because obviously people's are different, right? Not everyone's fear is the same fear. Other people have, you know, more in one section or the other. So I want to kind of break down what I found. Maybe I have, I don't even know, maybe six, seven, eight, somewhere around there. Um, different areas where we all have fears. And then I want to give you a few tips or recommendations on how to steer clear of that fear so you can live a more joyful and more abundant life just in general. So I am going to go ahead and get this podcast started, sit back and enjoy um, <clears throat> the commentary, I guess. Good morning, Octavio. How you doing? Thank you. So here we go.